MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. The NASCAR Bush Series has traveled to northern Kentucky tonight for the inaugural running of the Outback Steakhouse 300. Tonight's 200 lapper will be contested on a fast mile-and-a-half D-shaped oval similar to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Nevada. Leading Raybestos Rookie of the Year contender Greg Biffle enters tonight's race as one of the odds-on favorites to win. Biffle won a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series event here last year and knows this track presents its own set of challenges. Not a lot of banking entering the corners, uh, especially three. Kind of a problem area. He wants to be loose in. We've seen, you know, three or four or five cars crash here in practice there. And uh, that's really a problem area is, is getting into that turn over there with uh, staying tight, getting in, but then have it free enough it can turn in the center and leave. A sellout crowd of 70,000 have gathered to watch 43 NASCAR Bush Series drivers slug it out in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. 43 NASCAR Bush Series drivers and teams, along with over 70,000 race fans, have converged upon northern Kentucky and the mile-and-a-half Kentucky Speedway. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Outback Steakhouse 300. Mike Bagley here, joined tonight by Dave Mooney. Dave, we are at a new state-of-the-art super speedway that is getting thumbs-up from drivers, teams, and fans alike. Mike, no doubt about it. Jerry Carroll and his staff here in Kentucky have built themselves a showplace. Unfortunately, though, Mother Nature has not allowed these Bush Series drivers to get to know it as well as they might have liked. Torrential rain washed out qualifying and happy hour practice last night. Both were rescheduled for this afternoon, meaning that virtually all the practice has come under a hot midday Kentucky sun. Exactly how valuable that practice has been is debatable, but it's safe to say that nobody's as comfortable with their chassis setups as they'd like to be right now, so it's going to be exciting. The interest in this race has reached fanatical proportions. When we left our hotel at some 10.30 a.m. Eastern time this morning and drove into the racetrack. Fans were already in the grandstands. They've been filing in for the better part of the last eight hours, and over 70,000 folks are filing in and getting settled into their seats, closing in on the start of tonight's Outback Steakhouse 300, the first ever visit for the NASCAR Bush Series here. Now, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series raced a year ago. Greg Biffle picked up the win. We'll talk to him in a few moments' time. Speaking of inaugural tracks, there have been nine since 1990. You have the Homestead Miami Speedway in South Florida, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Nevada, the California Speedway there in Fontana, also the Gateway International Raceway, the Texas Motor Speedway, Pikes Peak, Phoenix, Memphis, and the new Nashville Speedway. Jeff Green has won two of those. Winston Cup drivers have won the other six. Let's go down trackside now and talk to the Bud Pole Center. Jay Sauter scoring his first ever career Bud Pole during qualifying. He's had a disappointing season so far, only three top tens. I'm sure he's looking for a win tonight. Jason Toy of Huntington, West Virginia, is with him. Well, a Bud Bowl speed of 171.860 miles per hour. Made it just a little bit under 32 seconds around this 1.5-mile oval here. And, uh, Jay, you guys have not particularly had the best of seasons. You've had times where you led at Nashville. You had a, a little pee go through the front of the uh, radiator and knock you out of the race. But it's been that type of season for you. Tonight you find yourself on the pole. Can you turn it around tonight? 
Well, I think we can. I mean, it's uh, to get the first poll here at Kentucky inaugural race. It's a great morale booster for the team. It uh, shows them that their hard work has paid off, and we're just going to go out tonight and give it all we got and try to put this thing in victory lane. How about the help this week? You actually get a teammate this week for a one, one race deal with Phil Parsons in another car, and he qualified fifth. How much was he able to help you around this track? Well, I think it was a definite help. I'm driving the quality farm and country car. He's driving the Morton Salt Chevrolet, which is another sponsor of ours, and we bounced ideas off each other. He's got a lot of experience. When you can work two teams together, it definitely helps. Jay Sauter looking for his first victory in the Bush Series. He starts on the Bud Pole here tonight. With two wins in 15 starts this year, Jeff Green has picked up right where he left off last season when he won the NASCAR Bush Series Championship. He's number two in points behind Kevin Harvick. He'll start his Nestle Nesquik Ford on the outside pole tonight. He's standing by with Owensboro, Kentucky's Adam Alexander. He loves an inaugural racetrack. He won the inaugural event at Las Vegas. He did the same thing at Memphis. Jeff, do you have what it takes to win in your home state of Kentucky here tonight? We think we do, Adam. we got a great Nesquik Ford again, and uh, just barely missed a pole there a little bit, but uh, the car is really running good. This afternoon is really good in the heat. Hopefully we made the right adjustments for tonight where uh, we can keep the thing not pushing up off the corner. The track's going to get tight, so hopefully our Ford will turn good up off the corner, and I think we'll be good if it does. And uh, Harold and the guys also always do a great job, but just a little bit of exception tonight. It's a pretty good racer. You guys were quickest in happy hour. That was under the sun. You race under the lights. How is the setup affected? Well, it just gives you more grip. Uh, when the sun goes down, this asphalt gets cooler. That gives all four tires grip. Our car is really balanced. Hopefully it will stay that away. And uh, my hat's off to my guys again. i got to pat them on the back. They brought me a high rod this weekend. It's, it's uh, hopefully untouchable. Hopefully we can do what we think we can with it and get to the end and hopefully get in victory lane. Jeff Green at his new home track, three hours from Owensboro, Kentucky, a qualifying speed of 171.772. He starts on the outside of row one here this evening. The driver starting on the inside of the second row is new to NASCAR Bush Series Racing. Craftsman Truck Series Rookie of the Year leader Travis Quapple driving for Richard Childress Racing, actually filling in for Mike Skinner, who has Winston Cup duties at Pocono. He's had a couple of testing incidents here, but has redeemed himself with a third-place starting position. Let's get the thoughts of Travis now, who's with Larry Nash in the Palmdale, California. Well, I'll tell you, Travis Koppel stands with me right now. The Bush Series, new to him. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is home. But, Travis, you came in here, qualified third. What's the difference between these two trucks or, should I, or cars, or should I say similarities? Because, obviously, you piloted this one great. Yeah, we got, a, we got a pretty good car here today. The Rockwell Automation team's put a good piece under me for this race tonight. Uh, the biggest thing is the wheelbase difference between the car and the truck. Uh, you know, the, the trucks are a lot more forgiving with the longer wheelbase. So the biggest thing, that's what I found, you just got to be up on the wheel all day long on the bush car, and you, you can't let it slide around on you like you can the truck. You didn't get a whole lot of practice time here uh, this weekend due to the weather, but you've raced a, a little bit against these guys during happy hour. How good is this field of bush series drivers? It's pretty awesome. You know, these, these guys are, I'd say, top 20, top 25 guys are all got a chance to win. And for me to come out here in my first race, qualified third, and, you know, that's a big accomplishment for us. Hopefully we can just ride around top 10, top 15 all day and stand lead lap and be there at the end of the day. That's Travis Quapple. He'll start on the inside of row number two in the Rockwell Automation Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet. Let's get back down trackside, talk to some more of the drivers getting set to go in tonight's Outback Steakhouse 300. After being released by C.C. Welliver Racing after the Dover event, Tim Fedua has landed on his feet this weekend, taking a one-race fill-in job with Buckshot Racing and turning it into a fourth-place qualifying run. He's standing by with our Jason Toy. Well, as we walk across the Kentucky Bluegrass here in the infield, Tim Fedua starts fourth here. It's been a rocky week for you, but you do find a way to end up back on your feet. What about tonight? Well, you know, the guys gave me a good opportunity tonight, and uh, 
We've had a good car all weekend since we got here. I got to thank Billy Jones and Buckshot for giving me a shot tonight, and uh, um, we're looking forward to it. I've got a good, comfortable car. It's pretty fast, so uh, we're just going to try to have a good, a good run for them, and uh, and hopefully finish up there in the top top ten. Will be great, great night for us. This team has had Todd Bodine in the car earlier this season and kind of rotated around a little bit and had some success. What about uh, what the notes from earlier this year on this track? It's kind of similar to some other racetracks. Yeah, it is, and uh, we used, you know, I mean, Gary Cogswell is a real, real good crew chief, and uh, we used some of them notes that they, you know, they wanted Rockingham and Vegas, and this is a little bit like Vegas, and we got similar setup in, so uh, I feel pretty confident about it. I just, uh, uh, you know, want to have a good, good run tonight. That's what we need tonight, and just uh, uh, I think we'll have it, so uh, I'm feeling confident, and I'm ready to go. Well, he's making his 245th start in NASCAR Bush Series. That's Tim Fiedel. He rolls off fourth, now down to Adam Alexander. Phil Parsons last made his NASCAR Bush Series start at November last year at Homestead. He qualified fifth here this evening for the Outback Steakhouse 300. Are you comfortable behind the wheel once again, Phil? Well, I really am. I've got a great car, the Morton Salt car. Uh, I got a lot of people to think, really. It's uh, it's the Curb Agagini Motorsports team. I'm a team car to Jay Sauter, so I've got to thank Jay and all his crew that re- actually prepared the car. And I didn't want to get too far away from the truck series, so Ken Schrader's truck team is pitting me and working on the car, and Kevin Collins, Kenny's crew chief, is my crew chief here. So uh, didn't, didn't get straight too far from the truck series, but really having a good time. Just, uh, you know, hopefully we can run all night and, and have a good competitive car. We've been pretty good since we've been here, so uh, we'll see what happens. Jay's on the pole. You qualify fifth. How much have you guys been working together this weekend? A lot, really. really has worked well. Uh, you know, there's... Jay will go out and try something, and, 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 and fortunately, our driving styles, or we like the same things in the car, apparently, because he'll go out and try something. If it helps him, we put it on micro, and it helped me. Inevitably, it helped me, and vice versa. So I really think that had a lot to do with the fact that we're both in the top five, and tickle to death to see him get his first pole, and Kerr Bagajanian get a pole, and I want to say hello to all my friends at ESPN, and I'll be back to work next week. Phil Parsons behind the machine that starts fifth tonight, the Morton Salt Chevrolet, now down to Larry Naston. Well, starting in the sixth position this evening is a man who has had a pretty fair start to things in 2001. Jason Keller has one win, six top fives, nine top tens, and currently sits fourth in points. He had a smile on his face after driver introductions. Sounds like you guys really love this racetrack. We do. Uh, you know, anytime you come to a place like this and showcase your uh, your car in front of 70,000 screaming fans, it's awesome. And uh, great facility. We just hope we can keep this Albertsons Ford up front and uh, have a good day today. Have a good night. What's it going to take for you to stay up front with this temperature being hot today, cooling down tonight? Does the strategy change? Well, we've done some of our practice at night. Uh, we did Thursday night when we got here, which I, I commend NASCAR for giving us practice when the, the conditions are going to be like that. So, you know, I just can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, uh, I'm ready to go. That's Jason Keller. Jeffrey Bodine is featured in this week's Spotlight interview. Here's Jason Toy. First of all, Jeffrey, folks remember back a couple of years ago with the accident that you had at Daytona. What has transpired since then? You got back in the race car a couple of times, but what else has changed? <laughs> well, a lot of things have changed, yeah. I've uh, you know, had to go through a, a long recovery process after that accident. I mean, I, was, I wasn't busted up really bad, thank goodness, but uh, I was hurt real bad. And, you know, it was one of the most... One of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with is those injuries. But uh, we came back and, you know, uh, worked really hard and ran some races last year and actually had a chance at winning a couple, but things never worked out quite right and uh, ended up, you know, being fired by uh, Bessies and kind of sitting out and tried a few other things. And, you know, it just didn't seem like we were getting in the right uh, situation. Things didn't work out. But then we joined up with... uh, C.C. Wellover Racing here, uh, a car that my uh, youngest brother Todd drove for a while, had a lot of success in, and 
uh, they were they were having some trouble, so we thought if we uh, we got together, we could help them, and we sure didn't help them this weekend. Uh, this isn't the way we wanted to start out our relationship for sure here in Kentucky uh, with two wrecked cars, and uh, we're running a backup car off the 36 uh, hauler, uh, Hank Parker's backup car, and uh, you know we're we're going to have to go back to Charlotte and just regroup and start over again in Milwaukee, uh, and hopefully it'll better be a better start than what we had here. Back to Pitt Road and Jason Toy. Well, the highest starting Pontiac here this afternoon here at the Kentucky Speedway is Mike McLaughlin as he gets ready to roll off seventh here. Six-time winner, Mike McLaughlin. You already had one win earlier this year at Talladega. Can you make a number seven tonight? Well, we'd like to think so. We prepare every week to win. Uh, you know, we'd like to put this Joe Gibbs Pontiac in victory lane. Happy hour, we're decent. Uh, long, long race. Uh, we're going to try and be there at the end. One guy that stays confident and cool in the car. That's Magic Shoes Mike McLaughlin, now down to Adam Alexander. Kevin Harvick is the Bush Series points leader. He starts 11th here tonight. Kevin, can you tell us about the Kentucky Speedway? Oh, this is an awesome place with a bunch of awesome people surrounding it. Uh, race fans are great here. I mean, they're enthusiastic and brand new to everything around them. So uh, we're just looking forward to, to running a, a good race tonight with the AC Delco car. Uh, we're in our backup, so it's a it's a couple new things here underneath the car, and, and uh, we didn't get to run at night. So might have to adjust on a little bit, but we'll be fine. You can imagine Kevin Harvick should go to the front quickly. He starts 11th tonight. Let's go to Larry Nastin. With Greg Biffle, he's got two wins, five top fives, ten top tens, third in points, but he's starting 37th. Very unlikely, or very unlike him to qualify back here. Greg, what do you got to do to get this Granger vehicle to Victory Circle? Well, it's going to be a long night for us to get to Victory Lane. Uh, we, our car was really fast, the Granger Ford. Uh, we were second in happy hour, and, and we think we got a good car. It's just... Uh, we made a mistake on qualifying, and, and we're just gonna we're gonna pay for it by starting back here. But uh, I think we got a good car to stay out of trouble and work our way up. That's Greg Biffle. He'll roll off 37th. Just about a minute away from the command to fire engines, and 43 NASCAR Bush Series cars will roar to life. Gentlemen, start your engine. That is Corey Dillon, the NFL record-breaking running back. From the Cincinnati Bengals giving the command to start the engines and get the Outback Steakhouse 300 underway. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio. From the Kentucky Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. M-R-N Radio presents the NASCAR Bush Series. Tonight, the Outback Steakhouse 300. 43 NASCAR Bush Series drivers are on the new Kentucky Speedway with two laps left to run under pace and parade lap conditions before we get the start of the Outback Steakhouse 300. 49 drivers attempted to qualify. Six did not make it. Dan Pardis, Mike Harmon, Jeff Falk, Jeff Fuller, Dwayne Leak, and Derek Cope did not make the race. Here are the 43 that did. 
Starting 43rd, it'll be Brad Baker in the Southern Racing Chevrolet. 42nd to Brad Teague in the Broadway Motors Ford. Jeffrey Bodine, the Phillips 66 Chevrolet, will go 30, 41st. 40th is Rich Bickle in the Kingsford Glad Chevrolet. Kenny Wallace, the Goulds Pump Chevrolet, will start 39th on the field. 38th is Chad Little in the Staff America Chevrolet. The Granger Ford with Greg Biffle aboard starts... 37th on the grid. 36th, rookie Marty Houston in the Channel Lock Chevrolet. Dick Trickle aboard the Renerec. Jay Robinson Incorporated Ford will go 35th tonight. 34th is Scott Wimmer in the Jana King Pontiac. Shane Hall, the Lance Snacks Ford will go 33rd on the field. 32nd, David Donahue in the Team Marine Chevrolet. Ronnie Hornaday III makes his first Bush Series start in the Lucas Oil Arctic Cat Chevrolet. He'll go 31st. And now less than a lap and a half away before we go green. Starting 30th is Kerry Earnhardt. 29 29th is Joe Rutman. 28th is A.J. Alsop with Kevin Grubb starting 27th. J.B. McMurray starts 26th. 25th is David Green. Tony Rain starts 24th and Mark Green 23rd. Larry Foyt starts 22nd and the 21st starter is Ricky Hendrick. Jimmy Johnson will roll 20th. 19th, Stedman Marlin. 18th is Randy LaJoy. 17th to Jeff Purvis. Christian Elder starts 16th. 15th is Hank Parker Jr. Tim Sauter is 14th. 13th, Kenny, Kelly Denton. Clay Rogers in the 12th spot. Kevin Harvick goes along. 11th. Starting 10th is Ashton Lewis. Elton Sawyer goes 9th. Bobby Hamilton Jr. goes 8th with Mike McLaughlin 7th. 6th is Jason Keller. 5th is Phil Parsons. Tim Fidewa starts 4th. Travis Quapple now 3rd. Jeff Green 2nd. And on the bud pole, Jay Sauter 171.860 miles an hour. Bring in now the 6th and 7th voices that will call the action for you tonight here at Kentucky. First out in turn 1 and 2, MRN Radio's Kevin O'Neill. Thank you very much guys. Looking forward to getting started tonight here at this new Kentucky Speedway. The sun beginning to set behind turn number one creates a very wicked shadow in turn one, and the sun opens up in turn two. They'll then work their way around the corner down the 1,600-foot backstretch. I'll have all the action for you. High atop turn number two at this beautiful mile-and-a-half facility. Covering the action at the end of the backstretch in one of the trickiest turns this weekend so far, Paul Bartholomew of Milwaukee, Oregon, positioned for MRN in turn three tonight. And the cars will already be at full throttle as they exit the corner and hit that 1600 foot long backstretch up the eight degrees of banking and right up against the outside retaining wall at speeds over 180 miles an hour any and all passing here should be to the inside of the racetrack as drivers will look for the slingshot effect to pick up a position before driving into turn number three a bump as you enter the 14 degree corner will cause the cars to push up the track some drivers will drag the brake others just coast through three then back on the throttle through turn four Moments away from the green flag as 70,000 blue and gold pom-poms go in the air. Pace car coming on the pit road, and we are set for a start in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Jay Sauter and Jeff Green side-by-side in row number one. Green flag is in the air, and we're underway at Kentucky. Chris Sullivan, president and CEO of Outback Steakhouse, waves the green, and on the break, Jay Sauter's going to try to squeeze out front, but here comes Jeff Green to the outside in turn one. They are door-to-door, but Green's going to get the lead. He'll move in front of Jay Sauter. He'll fall in line in second. Third is Tim Fetawa as they hit the back stretch. Single file your first three cars and then double file back behind that. Travis Quapple down to the inside. Jason Keller on the outside. Your leader's out of four. 
Leaders out of turn number four. Jeff Green shows the way by three car length. Outside line early appears to be the place Trouble to in be. turn four already. The 25 of David Donahue spins around, hits the banking, and hits the wall out of turn number four. No caution yet. That is an innocent spin there by David Donahue just tagging the outside wall. Donahue is able to keep on and drive away. A tough break there for David Donahue looking to redeem himself. It will not happen so far in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Off the end of the back straightaway, Jeff Green brings the field into turn number three as they work off the corner. Now there's more trouble. Ronnie Hornaday Jr. goes for a loop in turn two. Hornaday has righted his machine. He too will drive away. Green leads lap one, now lap two. Jay Sauter in second. Traffic begins to stack up from third on back. Jason Keller has a mad pack of cars breathing down his exhaust pipes in one. Yes, he does. Jason Keller trying to hold on to the third position, but he's got a battle on his hand from Tim Fidoa. Fidoa trying to make a move, and there's a battle now for fifth. Travis Quapville on the outside in that battle for fifth, and he's going to lose that battle as moving on by the two of Kevin Harvick. Harvick on the move. Harvick now goes to the number five position, and he closes in on the next pair of cars as they come down to the start-finish line. Jason Keller running in third. He's got Tim Fidoa all over his back bumper. Harvick right behind them as they hit one. Kevin Harvick trying to make a move to get his way up into the top three positions, but he's got an ear full as he's got Jason Keller, Tim Fidoa right in front of him. Harvick will fall in line down the backstretch. Single file as they race down the 1,600-foot backstretch and then dive down into the corner. It is still Kevin and Harvick chasing after Tim Fidoa. Harvick running in the fifth position right now. They come off of turn number four. Single file among the front six, maybe seven cars. David Donahue comes to the pit lane. Todd, or actually Jeffrey Bodine is on the pit lane. One driver getting the shuffle backward early on as well on the pit lane as we go to pit road. Well, Jeff Bodine brought his car down on the pit road, and it looks like they may have done something to the motor. The crew's got the hood up on it right now. The motor is off, and they're just shaking their head. I don't know if they're going to be able to continue. So Jeffrey Bodine, short weekend. I, I was tempted to say short but sweet, but there has not been a lot of sweetness in it for Jeffrey Bodine and the Phillips 66 team. They'll try again next week, it appears. Across the start-finish line, Jeff Green shows the way. His lead now eight-tenths of a second over Jay Sauter to turn one. And the field seems to be strung out as they work their way through the corners, trying to work in a second groove. Everybody tucked down low. It's Jeff Green, Jay Sauter, Jason Keller. Tim Fiedewa and Kevin Harvick down the backstretch. Single file once again all up against the wall as they head into turn number three. And now it looks like Green has stretched his lead out to about 15 car lengths out of four. Close call last time by off of turn two. Randy LaJoy got together with another machine. Almost turned the car sideways, although he was able to right it and continue on. Looking for their back in the field. First side-by-side battle is between Clay Rogers and Bobby Hamilton Jr., that's the battle for 13th spot. It'll stay side-by-side side in one. Clay Rogers has got, a, got the nod, but Bobby Hamilton Jr. will pull right up alongside, and now Tony Raines wants to get in on the back. They hit the backstretch. Down the back straightaway, side-by-side. Side. Once again, it's Rogers down low and Hamilton up high. Rogers gets two tires down on the white line. He'll take that position. Clay Rogers moves up a spot. That will bump Bobby Hamilton back another position into the 14th spot. Tonight's broadcast of the Outback Steakhouse 300 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Kentucky Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Jay Sauter started on the bud pole. He slid back. After the completion of the first lap, Jeff Green flashed around him to the outside. Green leading all the laps so far. We have completed seven 
of 200 laps. Good battle going on from second on back, Kevin O'Neill. Jay Sauter and others stacked up nose to tail off the end of the front stretch. Yes, they are. Jay Sauter trying to hold on to that position, but he's got a lot of competition. He's got Tim Fidoa. He's got Kevin Harvick, and Kevin Harvick is on the move as he's now in the top five down the back stretch. And Harvick is pulled within about two car lengths of the Jason Keller machine, and Keller's within three car lengths of Jay Sauter's exit four. Leaders off turn four will put a lap on the Brad Teague machine. Teague running very slowly down on the apron of the racetrack, and he will bring that car to pit road. Here's a challenge for second now. Jason Keller punches a hole to the inside. He'll look for second in turn one. Jason Keller is going to take over the second position, and then uh, Jay Sauter trying to tuck down inside, but he's no room because Tim Fidoa now pulls up right alongside Sauter as they hit the backstretch. Fidoa down on the inside, and Jay Sauter stuck on the outside of the racetrack as they race into turn number three. Fidoa by about a half of a car length into four. Fidoa opens the inside lane. He will flash by Jay Sauter, pick up the third spot. The inside lane is left open still. Here comes Kevin Harvick. Harvick by Sauter to fourth. Here comes Travis Quapple to the inside. He'll try and steal fifth. Quapple trying to make a move to get the fifth position, but he's going to have his hands full because Jay Sauter is fighting back as they work their way out of turn number two. It's Kevin Harvick followed by Jay Sauter and Travis Quapple trying to make a bid now for the fifth position. Quapple now drops down to the inside. That's Seems to be the faster way through three and four here today. Move him into that position and move Jay Sauter back one. Dusk beginning to settle in here in northern Kentucky. The lights are on at the Kentucky Speedway as the NASCAR Bush Series makes its inaugural run in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Motor Racing Network with live coverage here. J- Jeff Green continues to show the way. 1.7 seconds. Turn number four. The 17 of Clay Rogers slides up the banking, hits the wall hard. The back end of that machine is destroyed. We should get a caution. Caution is on the speedway. Lap 16, Clay Rogers tags the outside retaining wall in turn three. Let's go back to Paul Bartholomew for an update. Clay was running single file with a bunch of other cars and just lost the back end of the car. I was told before the race that you need to keep the cars pretty tight going into four. If you loosen them up, you're going to lose the back end. And that's exactly what happened to Clay Rogers. The back end came around. He tagged that turn four wall. Well, certainly not the first time this week that we've seen a car get inverted in turn number three. By our count, let's see, Jeffrey Bodine with two wrecked race cars in that neighborhood, A.J. Alsop, Jeff Fuller, Dwayne Leak, Mike Bliss, who was practicing the Kevin Harvick car yesterday, Jeff Falk, Marty Houston, and Brad Teague all coming to grief at one time or another in turn number three. Tough break there for Clay Rogers driving the Visine Chevy, a car that uh, Matt Kenseth drives when he's able to, but Clay Rogers having a lot of damage on his machine. He has pulled it to the pit lane. Under caution here, speaking of Brad Teague, his car has been pushed behind the wall. Larry Nastin's car up with him. Well, I've caught up with Brad Teague. Brad, obviously a tough night for you. What happened? Well, it was tough. Uh, the first uh, thing happened, we had a couple of spins there and got on the brakes and got about a half a lap down. Uh, they didn't throw the caution out, so uh, uh, then uh, something come off a of turn two over and something happened to the motor in it. Tough break for Brad Teague. Obviously not dejected, but it's still got a smile on his face. The members of the media in attendance for tonight's race will vote the Goodies Headache Award to the driver who suffers the hardest luck during the running of or the preparation for this race. He'll receive a $250 award and a sample of Goodies Headache Powder and tablets to help cure his headache. Goodies Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. No doubt Clay Rogers, a candidate for that award as his car is on pit road. Drivers coming down the pit lane for service now include David Donahue, Shane Hall, Brad Baker, Rich Bickle, Scott Wimmer. Also the car of Kerry Earnhardt, who's driving for Michael 
Waltrip tonight. All those cars making pit stops at lap 17. Let's run you back through at least the top 15, 20 cars right now and let you know where your favorite driver is running as we've completed 17 of the 200 laps. Jeff Green is the race leader. Jason Keller is second. Tim Fita was third. Kevin Harvick's fourth. And Travis Quapple's fifth. Jay Sauter runs sixth. Bill Parsons is seventh. Ashton Lewis is eighth. Jeff Purvis ninth. And Elton Sawyer is tenth. Eleventh is Tim Sauter. Mike McLaughlin rides in twelfth. Thirteenth to Tony Raines. Fourteenth is Bobby Hamilton Jr. Jimmy Johnson rides in fifteenth. Sixteenth is Hank Parker Jr. Kelly Denton shows seventeenth. Eighteenth to Jamie McMurray. Randy LaJoy nineteenth. And Christian Elder is twentieth. And so far we've got three cars behind the wall. A.J. Alsop has parked his machine. Jeffrey Bodine and Brad Teague also into the garage area. And Clay Rogers, who was involved on this most recent caution flag, has been able to take his car back out on the racetrack. They'll get the indication one more lap, and we will go back to racing. Clay Rogers has now taken his Visine Chevy behind the wall. Adam Alexander's there. Clay, what happened on the speedway? We started out the race pretty loose, and, uh, you know, in the traffic there, we were just having trouble getting up to them, and then and the car got better and better the longer we ran, and I just drove in the corner, and it snapped loose on me. I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I, get, I guess I just lost it by myself and backed it in the wall. That's happened a lot to uh, quite a few people down there getting in the three. I guess I know why now, but I just hate it for these Visine, this Visine team. And they worked really hard. This is a car we got wrecked in a race in Nashville, and, and it came back twice as good as it was there, and then... I just really hate it. We had a really good day going. Our whole week's gone perfectly to this point, and I just uh, hate I let them down. Heavy damage to the left rear of the machine, also some damage to the left front. We'll wait and see if the Visine Ford can get back on the speedway. Clay Rogers making his fifth NASCAR Bush Series start of the season this afternoon, but right now behind the wall. All right, let's check in now at the head end of pit road with Jason Toy. One of the things we've been finding out, polling some of the uh, crew chiefs down here in this into pit road, a lot of the drivers are complaining their cars are loose, which was anticipated because this race starts out in the sunshine, in the heat, and will go into the nighttime. Eventually, the cars are going to start to come back to the drivers. One of the things we've also seen down here in pit road a couple of times has been Ronnie Hornaday III has been on pit road complaining of a vibration and a looseness in the car. They changed all four tires. They went around, checked all the shocks. They were unable to find anything, so they're going to keep Ronnie Hornaday out on the track here tonight. And Larry Naston. Well, we got news from Joe Rutman's pit. Looks like he started 29th. Was about 23rd on lap 16, but he was real loose. As uh, Jason was saying, they've got a loose problem over there. They're going to come and correct it on the next pit stop. David Donnie, who also came in in the Marines car, and they uh, fixed the rear end, took two left tires, and uh, they dropped the track bar one notch to try to tighten this thing up. Pace car set to come in in turn number four, and we're ready for a restart with 20 laps complete in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Just one car down on the inside in the non-lead lap line, if you will. That's Ronnie Hornaday. Green flag is in the air. No contest there. Jeff Green is away. Jeff Green going to lead the field down into turn number one as they work their way up through the gearbox. The Nestle's uh, number uh, Ford is going to take the lead, a two-car length lead as he works his way out of turn number two. Jason Keller, Jim Fiedelman, Kevin Harvick, one, two, three, and four. Kevin Harvick running fourth right now, just a couple of car lengths back of the double zero there of Tim Fidoa, down into turn number three. Now, single file as they exit turn number four, a four-car breakaway. Front four cars are nose to tail. They have broken away over fifth place by about a second. Matter of fact, fifth place is up for grabs right now. Here they come across the start-finish line. Travis Quapple has it. Jay Sauter, also Phil Parsons stacked up behind going into one. Phil Parsons is going to take over that position as he works his way through turns one and two. But the leaders, one, two, three, and four, have a 10-car length lead out of the turn two. 
Single file into turn number three after going down that long back stretch. About equal distance back from Jeff Green all the way back to Kevin Harvick. The entrance to turn number three of those top four cars show, is close enough to reach out the window and shake hands. Jeff Green continues to lead right on his back bumper. His teammate Jason Keller, Tim Fedua, Kevin Harvick, single file formation to one. Jeff Green trying to hold off those three hard-charging automobiles behind him. He'll take the low line. It's Jeff Green, Jason Keller, Tim Fedua, and Kevin Harvick out of turn two. Down the back straightaway, single file one more time. All the way up against that outside retaining wall. Green will lead him down into three. Single file through three. All four cars down on the white line out of four. Nose to tail. They'll work their way up off the corner. Jeff Green, Jason Keller. Then you have the car of Tim Fiedwa and also Kevin Harvick. They are the front four that are pulling away now from Travis Quapple, Jay Sauter, Phil Parsons, and others. Let's follow the leaders back to one. And Jeff Green continues to be your leader. He's got a car length over Jason Keller. These cars are all nose to tail, single file down the backstretch. Kevin Harvick will take a peek to the inside as they come down the back straightaway. He's looking for that third-place position. Now go side-by-side with Tim Fiedewa. Harvick to the inside. Fiedewa on the outside. Inside line, the place to be. Kevin Harvick has got it. He'll move Fiedewa up the banking at the exit of turn number four and take over that number three position. So move Harvick to third, Fiedewa to fourth. Fifth is Travis Quapple, followed by Jay Sauter, Phil Parsons, Ashton Lewis, and Jeff Purvis as the leaders steam off turn two. And Jeff Green will lead off turn two with Jason Keller right in his tracks down the backstretch. And they've broken away from those other two cars after Harvick had gotten by Tim Fiedewa. They've lost about eight car lengths to your top two runners. Here they come off the corner. Daring three wide move off of turn two. Greg Biffle on the move. Doe to the inside of Jamie McMurray and Kevin Grubb. And Greg Biffle is on the charge. Last lap posted in 24th spot. He's still on the move. Mired in heavy traffic. Let's follow that battle now. Here's Biffle. He opens the inside lane. He's still under Kevin Grubb. He'll get that position. Greg Biffle will take over that position in turn number one, and he'll work his way right up on the back bumper now of Joe Rudman. He'll try to take that position down the back stretch. Ricky Hendricks seems to be on the outside of Joe Rudman with Greg Biffle right behind him. Rudman moves by. Biffle now side-by-side with Hendricks. Started 37th, did Greg Biffle. He's picked up 14 positions, and he does not look like he's satisfied. Biffle still digging hard to the inside, punches a hold of the low line on Ricky Hendrick. He'll move up another spot as he hits turn one. And Greg Biffle now will try to make a move on Joe Rudman. Biffle to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll work right up on the spoiler of Joe Rudman, and they'll exit turn two, nose to tail. Both cars slide up the banking and go up against that outside retaining wall. Now Greg Biffle's going to try an outside pass as they head to turn three. Side by side, Greg Biffle, the 60s on the movies by Rutman. Here they come off the corner. Biffle will slide up in line, and he'll grab that spot. One car on the move, Ashton Lewis. This is the challenge for about the eighth spot now as Lewis opens the inside lane trying to bypass Phil Parsons. And Ashton Lewis will have to tuck in behind Phil Parsons, but he's got a rearview mirror full down the backstretch. That's right, that's Elton Sawyer right behind Ashton Lewis Jr., and Sawyer will take a peek to the inside, but Lewis blocks that pass as they head to four. One more time, Ashton Lewis down to the inside will make the challenge on Phil Parsons. They're wheel-to-wheel now in the battle for eighth position. Some close calls this last lap by for Jeff Purvis. Comes off of turn number four, barely just misses, scraping the outside wall. Purvis now running in the sixth position, but a close call there for him as he almost slapped the concrete coming into the trioval. Jeff Green continues to lead at lap 34. Jason Keller, Kevin Harvick, Tim Fidua, and now Purvis has rebounded after that slip a moment ago. He is broken into the top five. Let's count it. go down to uh, Pit Road. Jason Toy standing by. 
Gene Need is the crew chief down here for Jay Sauter. He's talking to his driver right now. He's out there out there on the track as he continues to slip back. Started on the pole, finds himself right now seventh. Gene, what's your driver saying about the car? He slipped back a little bit. Right now we're just a little bit tight. We're waiting for the first miss out, make a couple of jumps. See if we can get back up there. Gene Need, the crew chief, talking about his driver's car for Jay Slaughter. A little bit tight out there on the track right now. They're trying to hold off to their caution flag to come in and make adjustments. Jay Slaughter started on the Bud Pole, got his first ever Bud Pole starting position in the NASCAR Busch Series tonight. He has slid all the way back to the seventh spot. Let's go to Adam Alexander. In the AC Delco pit, everybody happy. Kevin Harvick says the car is just a little bit tight, but Todd Barrier said nothing he can't handle. He started 11. He's currently running third. A lot of concern in the 24 pit. Of course, we're talking about the uh, Ricky Hendrick machine. He said it feels like the right front tire is going flat. They've got binoculars in the spotting area looking at it. He is staying on the speedway right now, but they're very concerned about the 24 machine. Greg Biffle continues his charge through the field. He just drives around the outside of Randy LaJoy through turns one and two. That will move Biffle to the number 17 position. So he has picked up 20 spots in 36 laps, and he's looking for more in turn three. Then Greg Biffle works to the outside. He'll get by the Hank Parker Jr. machine. The 26th of uh, Bobby Hamilton Jr. is next. That is one driver who is sliding back. Bobby Hamilton had a good starting position, but right now he is being challenged for the 15th position. It's Greg Biffle, who he and the crew admit they made a mistake in qualifying. They put the wrong sway bar in the car, and that resulted in him taking the first ever provisional that he's had to take in his three years or two years of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and his inaugural run here in the Bush Series. And right now he's rebounding quite nice. He's broken into the top 15. He's uh, just bypassed Bobby Hamilton Jr. to take that spot. So Greg Biffle on the charge early here in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Well, everybody makes mistakes every once in a while. The key to the deal is knowing what the make mistake was and knowing how to fix it quickly. And they very clearly did that. They've got that car on a rail, and Biffle continues to pick them off. He's 15th and looking for more. Greg Biffle continuing to slice his way through the field. Well, he and that team have had some distractions this past week. Uh, looks like the silly season gets started earlier and earlier. It used to be it would start in October, maybe September, but now there's speculation about drivers changing changing teams and changing sponsors and changing organizations. Greg Biffle was the focus of the rumor mill until this past week. Ask him yesterday, what is his future? I'm out of the rumor mills. You know, I, I kind of have been. And you know how things can get started. Um, people start talking about people or, you know, this rides up, this guy's up. Maybe, you know, he's one of the candidates for the AOL car. He's one of the candidates for, you know, Yates or this or that. That doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to drive there. Or that doesn't mean that. You know, uh, I'm looking for a new job. You know, it's just if uh, your name gets in the hat, you know, then people take it and run with it. So I'm um, just trying to alleviate myself from some of that. We're trying to get a, a sponsor to run some Winston Cup races, uh, seven races next year, and it's kind of tough to do that if they think the driver's leaving. Well, it can't be much more clear than that. Greg Biffle says, take my name off the list. I'm happy where I am, and I'm staying home. Of course, you can't blame folks by taking a look at Greg Biffle. He's having a fantastic run. He's leading the Rebestest Rookie of the Year standings. He already has two wins this year, those wins coming at the Nashville Super Speedway and also at the Nashville Speedway in Pennsylvania. He's got three top tens in the last three races, and he's been a force to be reckoned with in this uh, 2001 NASCAR Busch Series season. I think everybody knew that he would be a contender, but I don't think anybody expected him to be a contender. 
contender so soon. It's a major change from the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series to the Bush Series. Some brand new racetracks, obviously brand new equipment. He has adapted much quicker than anybody, maybe even his own team, expected that he would. Matter of fact, Greg told us yesterday that he's returning to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series next weekend when the trucks move to the Memphis Motorsports Park in Tennessee. He'll be driving one of the uh, Roush Racing entries. I believe he's going to drive the one uh, that Chuck Hospelt has driven up to this point. Greg going to hop in for a one-race stint. He'll be back there with the uh, Memphis 200 next Saturday. Live coverage here on MRN of that event at 12.30 Eastern Time, but the 2000 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion returning to the trucks next weekend. We continue under the green flag here in the Outback Steakhouse 300 at the new Kentucky Speedway. We have only been slowed one time for caution, coming out at lap 16 when Clay Rogers got turned around, made contact with the outside wall in turn four. We're at lap 47 now, and Jeff Green has led from the get-go. Jay Sauter started on the butt pole. Green flashed around him on the outside to take the lead, and he's not looked back. Right now, he's got a lot of company, though. His teammate closing in on him from behind. He's got Jason Keller. Also, Kevin Harvick stacked up behind. Harvick running in the third spot. Harvick had been laying back, but Dave looks like he's starting to close in a touch. A few laps ago, it looked like Green and Keller, the two teammates, were going to walk off and leave the rest of the field in their lurch, but Kevin Harvick has turned up the wick. He's within three-tenths of a second of Keller, less than seven-tenths behind the leader, Jeff Green. Fourth place continues to belong to Tim Fedua. Jeff Purvis rides in fifth, then Elton Sawyer, Ashton Lewis Jr., Jay Sauter, Tim Sauter, and Mike McLaughlin, the top ten. David Donahue has taken his car to the garage. Let's get an update from Adam Alexander. David Donahue sitting in the machine, all four wheels up on jacks. David, can you tell us what happened and why you're in the garage? Well, on the opening lap, I went into turn three, and uh, I was in the second groove high and got real, real loose. I almost had it gathered up, but finally, you know, too much of a tank slapper gone, and and I hit the rear wall with the, or the wall with the uh, right rear of the car, and apparently, really destroyed the truck car. And we tried to stay out there, but as soon as the uh, lap traffic came around, I mean, I was really loose to begin with, but when I had to run low off the corner, I, I didn't want to mess up the race for everyone else. These guys are going to try to change the truck arm, and uh, hopefully we'll get back out there. We'll be a lot, a lot of laps down, but it's unfortunate. Team Marines will uh, once again try to persevere through this and make something out of nothing. David Donahue in the machine. He's got the helmet on. They hope to be back on the speedway, but right now heavy work continuing on the Team Marines machine. Sun continues to set here over Kentucky Speedway. Temperature continues to drop, and that means changing track positions. Just about every team down there right now, Jason Toy, talking about what they're going to do on that first round of pit stops that is not long away. Well, let's find out from Harold Holly, who's the crew chief for our leader, Jeff Green. And, Harold, the sun's starting to go down. What type of changes do you guys anticipate on the first pit stop? Right now, we're still waiting on the Jeff doing an awesome job Which way the night goes, I think it's going to end up being a little bit tight according to what happened to us Thursday night out here. So right now we're just going to kind of hang out, see where we're at, probably just put tires on the All right, that's Harold Holly, his driver, Jeff Green's found himself out in front. They're going to hold off to that first pit stop to see what the night is going to bring them here at the Kentucky Speedway. They ran here on Thursday night for about three-hour practice session, had an opportunity to run some race setups in the nighttime sky, so they'll be able to go off those notes as the sun continues to fall here at the Kentucky Speedway. 
Howard Holly being one of the more soft-spoken crew chiefs in the garage, obviously referencing the chassis, and I believe he says that uh, the car is loose, and obviously they'll throw something at the car to kind of tighten it up as the night goes on. Darkness is settling in here. The lights are on. Still have a heavy glare going over the back straightaway. The entire front stretch from the middle of turns three and four, all the way through the tri-oval, off into turn two, covered by shadows, and uh, I guess darkness you could call that. Uh, the back stretch still has some uh, sun uh, lighting on it, but uh, we are in the stages of dusk as we get to settle in here on the quarterway race or at the quarterway point of this race. Race fans, you can register for your chance to win the Travis Tritt Down the Road I Go contest. Win an all-expense-paid trip to the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono Raceway. See the race and meet Travis Tritt following his post-race concert. Log on to CountryStars.com for your chance to win. It's running back through the Napa leaderboard now. It comes at lap 54. We are one quarter way into the Outback Steakhouse 300. Jeff Green continues to lead. Jason Keller is second. Kevin Harvick is third. Tim Fita was fourth. Jeff Purvis now running in the fifth spot. Elton Sawyer is up to sixth. Ashton Lewis is seventh. Eighth place is Jay Sauter. His brother Tim Sauter is ninth. Mike McLaughlin is tenth. Tony Raines runs eleventh. Greg Biffle is twelfth. Phil Parsons is thirteenth. Travis Quapple 14th, and Randy LaJoy round out the top 15 cars. In 16th is Jimmy Johnson, Hank Parker Jr., 17th, 18th to Bobby Hamilton Jr., Joe Rutman, 19th, and Kevin Grubb is 20th. 21st belongs to David Green, Ricky Hendrick is 22nd, 23rd to Kelly Denton, 24th is Chad Little, and 25th to Mark Green. In the 26th spot, Jamie McMurray, Christian Elder, 27th, 28th Kenny Wallace, Marty Houston, 29th, and Rich Bickle, 30th. 31st is Scott Wimmer, 32nd is Brad Baker. Larry Foyt is posted 33rd with Kerry Earnhardt, 34th. Shane Hall runs 35th. Stedman Marlin is 36th. Ronnie Hornaday is 37th. Here are the cars behind the wall. 38th is Dick Trickle. David Donahue is 39th. Clay Rogers is 40th. 41st is Brad Teague. Jeffrey Bodine is 42nd. And A.J. Alsup round out the 43 cars on the Napa leaderboard. Napa Auto Parts where NASCAR fans get their parts. 56 laps are complete closing in on Green Flag Pit Stop as Jeff Green continues to run away with the lead of the Outback Steakhouse 300. From the Kentucky Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back at the Kentucky Speedway, continuing under the green flag. There's been a challenge and change for the second position. Happened a moment ago. Kevin Harvick opened the inside lane, bypassed Keller for second. So now Harvick's going to take his shot at race leader Jeff Green. Harvick beginning to close in. Another driver on the move is young Ashton Lewis Jr. He is up to the number seven position, putting the heat on Elton Sawyer right now as they hit the start-finish line. That is the battle for sixth place. Lewis looking down to the inside as they come up on lap traffic in turn one. Lewis trying to make a move on Elton Sawyer. He's about a car length and a half behind. Elton will work his way up the racetrack as they'll exit turn number two, and that battle hits the backstretch. Ashton Lewis Jr. is pulled within another car length, so make it about two and a half car lengths back. Still single file, though. Now Lewis will take a look down to the inside as they exit four. They come off the corner now. Ashton Lewis trying to right his season. They've had five DNFs so far this season, all of them with accidents. Right now, Ashton having a good run. He's trying to close in on Elton Sawyer. Battle for the lead. Tightens up off turn two and down the back straightaway. Jeff Green has some company, Paul Bartholomew. Absolutely. Kevin Harvick right behind him within about a car length and a half. They'll both race down to the bottom of the racetrack and head towards you. Harvick glued right on the back bumper of Jeff Green. Ford versus Chevrolet. The battle for the lead as they cruise past the start-finish line. And Harvick gets even a little bit closer right up under that rear spoiler to one. And it's going to push Jeff Green up the racetrack. One groove. But now Kevin Harvick will move to the outside. 
outside. He's going to work his way up alongside Jeff Green down the backstretch. He'll pick up a little bit of a draft and take a peek down to the inside as they head into three, but some slower traffic. Those Shane Hall machine, they'll have to both work down to the inside a bit. Tight squeeze there as the race leaders go under Shane Hall, closing in on Marty Houston as they come across the start-finish line. First car to make a move for Green Flag Pit Stops is Joe Rutman. Rutman now down on the pit lane. He will get service this coming at lap 65. So that is the story there for Joe Rutman, who comes down the pit lane. Looks like there's a problem for Jason Keller. I believe he's out of gas. Keller is off the pace in turn number four. The third-place driver is off the pace, out of gas, shaking the car back and forth. He's coming down the pit lane 45 miles an hour now. We'll cover Keller's stop. Here comes Randy LaJoy. He, too, is making the move to pit road, but an awfully long drive down the pit lane for Jason Keller, who still is yet to be in his pit stall. Let's go to Jason Toy. Jason Keller out of fuel, making his way down on pit road. Is slowly down. Don't have to worry about the speed limit as he hits his mark. The car is not fired yet. The first tank of units. 76 racing gasoline goes in one fire it does not fire again right side tires already on they swing to the left side jason keller still trying to turn the motor over cannot get it to crank up the second take of fuel goes in the shaking of the head from the fuel guy behind him to catch can older they fire it up again he's coming and they pull it away trouble in turn number one we've got a car into the wall it's the uh the number 41 machine of Ronnie Hornaday III, and he stops along the outside wall here in turn two. And it could not have come at a more unfortunate time as the pit road is filled with cars making green flag pit stops. Travis Quapple was on the pit lane, Jay Sauter was there, David Green, Christian Elder, Marty Houston, also the car of Kenny Wallace all coming to the pit lane as we are under caution. Caution for the second time in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Back to Kevin O'Neill. Well, it appeared that Ronnie Hornaday III worked his way down the front stretch and as he went into turn number one he slid up the racetrack he got up into the marbles a bit and then connected with the outside wall and pretty much gave himself a kentucky stripe from turn one all the way around here to my feet in turn number two the car now rests along the outside wall uh can't see if he's going to be getting out of the race car but uh, there's some fluid on the racetrack as it rolls down this 14 degree banking and caution is on the speedway he is getting out of the race car as the other cars work their way by on the low side under caution it will be a short day for Ronnie Hornaday third here at Kentucky. Caution flag pit stops happening at lap 68. Let's start with Jason Toy. Jeff Green, our leader, is in on pit road. Kevin Harvick blasts by as Jeff Green has problems on the left rear. Slow pit stop for Jeff Green. We'll put him further back in the pack. Also, Phil Parsons in. Mike McLaughlin in. Oh. Down to Adam Alexander. The AC Delco Chevrolet of Kevin Harvick with an outstanding pit stop. Four tires, 76 racing fuel. Also in Ashton Lewis. Also into the pits of Stedman, Mar- Stedman Marlin, Jimmy Johnson, and David Green. So... Kevin Harvick with a great pit stop from the AC Delco team will assume the lead on lap number 69. Working caution for the second time in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Brought out when Ronnie Hornaday made contact with the wall in turn two. Car suffered a whole lot of damage. Ronnie climbed from the machine. Matter of fact, right now being transported to the infield care center. Appeared to be okay. An update there in a moment. Change for the lead came on pit road during those caution flag pit stops. Kevin Harvick won the race off the pit lane. He will be posted with the lead at lap 70. Jeff Purvis, too, having a great pit stop. He comes out second with Mike McLaughlin third, Tim Fito a fourth, and Greg Biffle now running in the top five. He was fifth off the pit lane. Elton Sawyer is sixth. Ashton Lewis is seventh. The biggest loser on this round of pit stops was Jeff Green. He came in with the lead. He will come out in the eighth position. 
Jimmy Johnson and Tony Raines round out the top ten cars after caution flag pit stops. Well, the march continues for Greg Biffle under green and under caution. The Granger Ford, one of the fastest cars, if not the fastest car on the racetrack under green flag conditions. And the Granger team did him some good work on pit road as well. He came in around the 14th position, came out number five. So no doubt about it, despite that qualifying mess up, that team is going to be in contention before much longer. Tomorrow, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series will race in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the Pocono 500. You can hear live coverage here on Motor Racing Network. Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin share the front row. You've got Ken Schrader starting in third with Tony Stewart fourth and Mark Martin fifth. Six through ten include Dale Earnhardt. Jr., Johnny Benson, Jeff Burton, Jeremy Mayfield, and Dale Jarrett. Again, live coverage of the Pocono 500 begins tomorrow, 12.30 Eastern Time, right here on MRN. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup and Bush Series take the weekend off. So it's the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the lone show. One week from today at the Memphis Motorsports Park in Tennessee, the Memphis 200, live coverage here on MRN Radio. Upcoming NASCAR Bush Series races. Well, the Bush Series is off next weekend, but they'll be back in action on Sunday, July the 1st at the Milwaukee Mile in Wisconsin, the GNC Livewell 250, live coverage here on MRN 130 Eastern Time. Other stops in the month of July include Watkins Glen International on Sunday, July the 8th, Chicago Land Speedway on Saturday, July 14th, the Gateway International Raceway in Illinois on Saturday, July 21st, and the Pikes Peak International Raceway in Colorado on Saturday, July 28th. Many of those ticket offices will be open on Monday. Give a call. Like to see you at some NASCAR Winston Cup, Craftsman Truck, or Bush Series events. If you can't make it, you can hear live coverage right here on MRN. Field continuing under caution as the remains of Ronnie Hornaday's Arctic Cat, Lucas Oil Chevrolet are headed for the garage area. Badly damaged on the right front corner. As a matter of fact, the entire right side of that automobile pretty well worn out. Kevin Harvick is the leader. 72 of 200 laps complete at Kentucky. Field set for the restart. Kevin Harvick the leader, but he will not restart at the head of the class as two cars on the tail end of the lead lap will get the go in front of him. One of them, uh, Jason Keller, Randy LaJoy, and uh, also Jay Sauter all restart in front of the leader. Green flag in the air, and they're off to turn one. And the field trying to sort its way out, but lap traffic is in front. Jay Sauter, Joe Rudman, Jason Keller in front of Randy LaJoy down the backstretch. Single file, your first six cars. However, only the first one is on the lead lap. Kevin Harvick ducks down to the inside as they race out of four. <laughs> Kevin Harvick now shuffling around some lap traffic. Goes to the inside and to the outside. Here comes Harvick down to the line. He has the second-place car of Jeff Purvis behind him. Got a couple of cars on the tail end of the lead lap. They are Jay Sauter and Jason Keller racing right in front of the race leader. Harvick is going to move to the low side of the racetrack to try to get around Jay Sauter. He'll follow in the tracks of Jason Keller down the backstretch. And Kevin Harvick down to the inside now of Jay Sauter. He'll work the inside line, soldered by about a half a car length, but that's not a battle for position. Jason Keller at the front of the pack, just running for his life right now, trying to remain on the tail end of that lead draft as he drafts with Joe Rutman. Down to the inside now, Kevin Harvick makes the move, and the pole sitter about to go a lap down. And Jason, uh, Kevin Harvick, that is, moving into the lead. He'll work his way around Jay Sauter and Jeff Purvis as they head down the backstretch. 
And Kevin Harvick now has that lap machine in between himself and the second place running, Jeff Purvis. Both cars down to the inside of the racetrack out of four. Here they come off the corner now. Just to bring you up to speed, Jason Keller and also Jay Sauter. And now trouble up in turn number four. One car spins. It's Christian Elder. Spins in front of about a quarter of the pack. He loops the car down to the inside out of harm's way. But everyone had to jump on the binders to bypass the spinning car of Christian Elder. And Caution is on the speedway. Caution for the third time in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Great bit of driving by Mark Green on the Davis and Waite Motorsports Ford as he locked up all four corners of that machine to try and avoid the spinning car of Christian Elder, who just now gets the car back underway as the leaders come steaming past him off corner number four and back to the line. And Jason Keller, boy, is that a break for him as he crosses under the yellow flag and he'll be able to come all the way around onto the back end of the lead lap once again. He will be able to do so. Joe Rutman will be able to do so. Jay Sauter got his lap back. He'll rejoin the tail end of the field. And looky here, Greg Biffle restarted in fifth. Two laps later, he is on the back bumper of Kevin Harvick. Biffle up to the second spot joining Harvick atop the leaderboard. So Biffle making some moves on that last restart. And Larry Naston, they've got to be ecstatic down in that Granger pit. Larry Naston checking on that story there. So uh, Greg Biffle, I would say, is the man to watch in the uh, mid-stages of the Outback Steakhouse 300. Working caution here. Lap 78 brought out when Christian Elder looped the car up in turn number three. Didn't have any help. Spun it all by himself. But he did a great job of not getting collected. And about five or six drivers also doing a good job there of not collecting him as they race through turns three and four. Let's go to the infield care center and Larry Naston. Ron Hornaday the third is here with us. Ron, how you feeling? Actually, not feeling too bad. A little sore. Uh, first time I had a throttle, so they're kind of nervous about it. But uh, went out there running a good time. Spun out early in the race. Kind of got over anxious. My fault. And uh, trained my rhythm back out there. And the throttle stuck going to one. And that's what you call a racing, I guess. Feeling okay? Yeah, not too bad. Just a little bit sore on the right side. That's Ronnie Hornaday the third. Give it a valiant effort today. That effort lasted only 64 laps. One more lap, and we'll go back to green. Let's go to pit road and Jason Toy. Well, down here to send to pit road, Jason Keller, who ran out of fuel early on and lost some valuable position on the track, came back in here this time around. After being able to stay on the lead lap, he'll go to the tail end, came in, topped off the fuel tank, made a slight wedge, wedge adjustment, and pulled off one of the films off the front of the uh, windshield to kind of give him a clean view here to try to charge to the front. Adam Alexander. Todd Barry is the crew chief for the AC Delco machine driven by Kevin Harvick. Todd, how's the machine right now? Uh, right now, the car's been pretty good. You know, uh, in traffic and stuff, it's kind of hard to tell, but he's been happy with the car so far. We haven't really made any adjustments at all. We're just a little tight in the middle of the corner, but uh, it's a long way left to go. So, Todd Berry, the crew chief for our leader, Kevin Harvick. Also, Christian Elder, the result of this caution, he came in, took on four tires, 76 racing fuel, readjusted the sheet metal on the nose. He is down and away and back on the speedway. Motor Racing Network is at the Kentucky Speedway with the NASCAR Bush Series inaugural Outback Steakhouse 300. I'm Mike Bagley alongside Dave Moody, Kevin O'Neill, and Paul Bartholomew are in the corners. Been in garage coverage tonight from Jason Toy, Adam Alexander, and Larry Naston. Jay Sauter started on the butt pole. That lasted for about half a lap when Jeff Green flashed by to the outside. 
Jeff Green held the lead for the first 69 laps. Then Kevin Harvick took the top spot at lap 70. We've been slowed a total of three times by caution. The most recent at lap 77. Harvick, the quickest car off the pit lane right now. We're getting set for a restart. Harvick, Greg Biffle, Jeff Purvis, Mike McLaughlin, Tim Fito with the top five. Pace car heads to pit road. We're set for a restart at lap 82. 82 will go on the board as they hit the line. Pace car heads for pit road. Kevin Harvick setting the pace on the outside of row number one. First car to his left on the lap down line, Kenny Wallace. Green flag goes in the air. Harvick leads them away, but right on his back bumper comes the Granger Ford of Greg Biffle from 37th spot. Biffle is second and looking to run down the leader in one. Biffle works his way around the lapped automobile of Kenny Wallace. He'll now work right up on the back bumper of Kevin Harvick. Biffle makes a bid for the lead down the back stretch. Those two cars have broken away from the rest of the field. Biffle content right now to ride right behind Kevin Harvick. Both of them down on the white line as they go through three. Harvick up the banking a little bit. Biffle still down low out of four. The inside lane is open. Greg Biffle not quite close enough to mount the charge but he's there breathing down the back bumper of Kevin Harvick. This is the race for the lead. Harvick by about a half a car length over Biffle. They've marched away from third on back by about a second. It's Chevrolet and Ford working through turns one and two. Kevin Harvick in the Chevrolet and Greg Biffle in the Ford. That battle for the lead hits the back stretch. Greg Biffle just a little bit faster in the middle of the corner, but Kevin Harvick a little bit faster off the corner, and Harvick has increased his lead up to about six car lengths. Biffle made the going tough on Harvick for a lap or a lap and a half, but now Harvick has begun to leg it out a bit. He's got about a five to six car length lead on Biffle as they hit the start finish line. Good run here in the early going for Jeff Purvis as he shows his way in the number three spot as they hit turn one. Jeff Purvis worked his way from back in the field when he started to, to the third position, but Purvis has got to deal with Randy LaJoy, the left machine, working their way out of turn two. Yeah, Purvis surrounded by lapped cars as he's got uh, Kenny Wallace in front of him. And Randy LaJoy behind him. Jeff Purvis out of four. Here they come off the corner now. Purvis running in third. Has some breathing room over Mike McLaughlin in fourth. Let's go to pit road. Well, with Randy Goss right now, crew chief for Greg Biffle. They started in the 37th starting position. Now they're second. Randy, Greg is on a tear. What's he saying? What are you guys doing to put this thing together? Well, we've been struggling with our setup a little today. We missed our Q setup, and uh, he just did a heck of a job driving through traffic here. Uh, we're still not as, as good as the two, but we're chipping away at this thing. Any plans for next pit stop and what you're going to do to make it any better? the word there from Randy Goss, the crew chief for Greg Biffle, not wanting to show his hand of what they're going to do. They just pitted, so not wanting to show their hand about what's coming up on the next cycle of pit stops. Watching a good race from third on back, got Jeff Purvis there in third, actually from fourth on back. That's where Mike McLaughlin has the fourth position. Felt some heat from Tim Fiedel, but Fiedel backs out of it. That's on the backstretch. And McLaughlin dives down into turn number three. He's going to have Ashton Lewis Jr. and Tim Fedewa right behind him. They're single file out of four. Fedewa did not get a good run last time off turn number two. That allowed Ashton Lewis to power around him on the outside. So as they come to the stripe, it's McLaughlin in fourth, Lewis in fifth, Tim Fedewa in the sixth spot. Those three running tight in turn one. Mike McLaughlin trying to hold off those machines as he works his way through the corner. But there's a great battle for Tim as Jeff Green and Jimmy Johnson are door-to-door off two. And Jeff Green down to the inside. Jimmy Johnson on the outside. They'll race down the back straightaway. It's Johnson by a half a car length until they get to the corner. Now the advantage goes to Jeff Green. 
Green's got the preferred line down on the bottom of the racetrack, but Jimmy Johnson's got a good, fast, horsepower-laden race car, and he's going to make the move on the outside. They are dead even at the start-finish line. Green on the inside. Johnson on the outside. That's the battle for 10th place. And they're battling door-to-door, wheel-to-wheel, through turns one and two. Green going to get the edge out of turn number two, but Jimmy Johnson powers back on the outside. And Jimmy still stuck outside and now tries to pull that car out in front of the 10 of Jeff Green. They get together. Those two cars will slide up the banking into turn three. Johnson hits the wall. Green hits the wall hard. Both cars up against the concrete as the field takes evasive action. Both cars badly damaged. Johnson hit hardest of the two. Jeff Green has already got his Ford refired and underway, but with damage on the left rear corner. Jimmy Johnson now back underway, nearly colliding again down on the apron. Let's go back to uh, turn number three, Paul Bartholomew, for a recap. As they came down the back straightaway, they were side-by-side and wheel-to-wheel, just as Kevin O'Neill has mentioned. And then it looked like Jeff Green slid up into the 92 of Jimmy Johnson. Both cars continued up the banking, caught the retaining wall here in turn number three, and then hit hard coming out of turn number four. That's not the finish that Jeff Green was looking for. Crashed in the last race at Dover. That... 29th place finish there at Dover Downs International Speedway. Ended his seven straight top ten streak that he was on. Now he has crashed again. Jimmy Johnson's already taken his car behind the wall. Jeff Green has taken his to the pit stall. Jason Toy, describe the damage for us. Well, heavy rear end damage to the left side. Right around the fuel cell nozzle is pushed all the way back in where the trunk lid is. They're having to push up on the side of the car to get the jack up underneath it. Both left side tires are flat. Flat spot of the right sides as well, but heavy rear end damage for Jeff Green's quick forward. At the Kentucky Speedway, working caution here. The fourth time in the Outback Steakhouse 300 while the field stays on the racetrack. couple drivers elected to come down the pit road for service. Marty Houston has come in. Bobby Hamilton Jr. has been in a couple times. Kerry Earnhardt, also Shane Hall. Larry Foyt has been in. Brad Baker. Now the cars of Tim Fidua and Travis Quapple. Problems there for Fidua. The hood is up. An update there in a moment. First, let's get a word from the two drivers involved in the most recent caution flag and the most recent crash in turns three and four. We'll start with Adam Alexander first. Jimmy Johnson's left side of the Excedrin Chevrolet is in the air as the crew goes to work. Jimmy, what happened? Well, I don't know. You know, uh, we, we were racing pretty hard with Jeff Green there, and uh, I think he might have just something happened when he was on the bottom and he slipped up, got into me getting into turn three. But I just hate it for all these guys on the Excedrin PM car. We're working awfully hard. Started in the back and was moving to the front, and uh, just a bad deal all around. That's Jimmy Johnson. The hood is up as the radiator has got water flowing out of it. The front end is torn up on the right front, and uh, they have also, it looks like, cut the rear end off of this machine. So heavy damage for the Excedrin Chevrolet. I guess you could say that's Excedrin headache number 92 for Jimmy Johnson here tonight (laughs) in Kentucky. Let's go down to the Jeff Green pit. Jason Toy. Well, Jeff Green with heavy rear end damage on the back end of his Ford. He has actually waved us off. Uh, He wants to cool down just for a few minutes, so we'll respect that here for him. They have the car up on jack stands. Also directly behind him, we'll grab a word with Tim Fiedel here in just a second. All right, so while we have a chance, let's give you a full field rundown and let you know where your favorite driver is running at lap 93, seven laps away from the halfway point. Kevin Harvick is the race leader. Greg Biffle is up to second after starting 37th. Jeff Purvis is running third with Mike McLaughlin fourth and Ashton Lewis Jr. in fifth. Elton Sawyer runs sixth. Seventh is Tony Raines. Chad Little is up to eighth with Hank Parker Jr. ninth and Phil Parsons tenth. Jay Sauter runs 11th. Kevin Grubb is 12th. Rich Bickle is 13th. Mark Green is 14th. And Jamie McMurray is up to 15th. 16th is Tim Sauter. Kelly Denton is 17th. 18th to Bobby Hamilton Jr. Tim Fidua is 19th. 20th is Randy LaJoy. 21st to Ricky Hendrick. Jason Kelly 
Tyler, 22nd. 23rd is Joe Rutman. 24th, the Scott Wimmer. David Green is 25th. 26th is Kerry Earnhardt. 27th, Shane Hall. 28th, Brad Baker. 29th is Larry Foyt. And 30th, Travis Quapple. 31st is Kenny Wallace. 32nd is Marty Houston. Christian Elder is 33rd. Jeff Green behind the wall, posted right now in 34th with Jimmy Johnson, too, behind the wall in 35th. 36th is Stedman Marlin. 37th is Ronnie Hornaday. 38th is David Donahue. Dick Trickle is 39th. Clay Rogers is 40th. Brad Teague is 41st. Jeffrey Bodine is 42nd. And A.J. Alsup posted in 43rd. We've had two lead changes among two drivers. Jeff Green took the lead from Jay Sauter at the start of the green. He led laps 1 through 69. Kevin Harvick took it at lap 70. He leads to where we are right now at lap 94. We've been slowed four times by caution on laps 16, 66, 77, and 89. This mid-race update is brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on MBNA.com or when you attend a Winston Cup or Bush event. Visit the familiar MBNA green booth and mention MRN for a second free gift just for applying. 94 laps on the scoreboard. That puts us six away from the halfway mark tonight in the Outback Steakhouse 300 at Kentucky Speedway. Field is forming up for the restart with Kevin Harvick, Greg Biffle, Jeff Purvis, Mike McLaughlin, and Ashton Lewis, the top five. We've mentioned Lewis a handful of times tonight, uh, Mike Bagley. He needs a good run. That is a team that has been in search of a major sponsor. Heck, they take a minor sponsor at this point as uh, it's really getting down to -to day-to-day, week-to-week for that family-owned team. And Ashton Lewis Jr. running a solid fifth right now. They very much could use a good showing. Actually, you know, if you hear them talk, it's almost hour-to-hour. They don't know when the plug is going to be pulled, but if they don't get a sponsor, it's going to be pulled quick. And right now, Ashton having a great run, running right now in the fifth position. Green flag goes in the air. We're back underway at Kentucky, and Kevin Harvick leads the charge as they hit the start-finish line. He gets a good jump, but Greg Biffle is right there. Just two car lengths behind us. They hit the banking of turn one. Biffle's got to work around the lap machine of Kenny Wallace. He clears him in turn number one and sets his sight on the leader. Kevin Harvick and Greg Biffle for the lead in the backstretch. They've done it again. Broken away from the rest of the pack, and Biffle now trails by just two car lengths as they head into turn number three. Both follow familiar patterns through three and into four. This time, Greg just a little bit higher out of the corner. Here they come off the turn now. The front two have two lap cars between themselves and third place, Jeff Purvis. Those lap machines are Kenny Wallace and Randy LaJoy. Across the line, watching further back, Ashton Lewis is under fire. He has the lap car of uh, the Matt Kenseth machine inside of him. Actually, that's Jason Keller going to work in turn one. Yeah, Jason Keller trying to hold off Ashton Lewis. They'll be door-to-door as they hit the backstretch. Keller down to the inside, and Ashton Lewis on the outside. They've got another machine right in front of them. Keller with about a half a car length lead as they race into three. But out of four, it's going to be Ashton Lewis Jr., Ashton Lewis pedaling hard in that outside lane for the moment will hold off Jason Keller as both of them move in now on Mike McLaughlin. McLaughlin crossing the start-finish line in fourth place. Lewis fifth, sixth to Tony Raines as they storm off to turn one. He's still having a battle with the Jason Keller machine. Keller going to kind of get the edge on Ashton Lewis as they hit the backstretch. They're side by side. And Tony Raines right behind him. A great view from his driver's seat. Now Ashton Lewis Jr. has taken over that position. However, Jason Keller trying to come back. Correct something we said early on. We had identified Jason Keller as getting back on the lead lap. Actually, he was back on one lap down. He had dropped two laps when he ran out of gas coming in for pits 
for his pit stop at lap 65. So, tough break there for Keller. He is one lap down, posted in the 21st position. Watching the battle for fifth now, working off of turn number two. Actually, it's fourth now. Ashton Lewis to fourth. They're side-by-side side for fifth with the lap car of Jason Keller in the mix as well. Mike McLaughlin is down to the outside of the racetrack, and he's got Elton Sawyer right behind him as they exit four. Field comes off turn four. Give another spot to Ashton Lewis as he will take over the fourth position. Moves underneath Mike McLaughlin. McLaughlin now with Tony Raines and Elton Sawyer side-by-side, side, inside and out right behind him. That battle will develop into turn number one, and they'll stay door-to-door. On the inside, it's Tony Raines. Elton Sawyer on the outside and Sawyer will get the edge down the back stretch. Tony Raines has been on the move since the green flag started but maybe bit off more than he can chew with Elton Sawyer although here comes Raines back down to the inside. Side by side for the sixth position now. Elton Sawyer has sixth. Tony Raines running in seventh. Now Raines is under fire. Yes Chad Little and Joe Rutman stacked up behind him. We are halfway home and the Outback Steakhouse 300. 100 of 200 laps are complete. Let's go back to pit road and see if Jason Toy has caught up with Jeff Green. Well, actually, we caught up with Tim Fiedel. I was pulled back behind the wall. Great qualifying effort, but not the finish you wanted. What happened? No, I had a great car. You know, I appreciate Billy and Buckshot giving me this opportunity to race here. And I uh, uh, just want to thank them. We, we had a great car. I was having fun, man. And uh, something up front under the hood, I don't know, expired or gave up on us. But, you know, Gasoline Alley builds builds a great engine. And it's just one of them things. All right, Tim Fiedel. Still able to have a smile on his face as they continue to work on the motor on his car. Jeff Green's work continues on on the rear end of his vehicle. He's second in points right now, needing to get back out to maintain that spot. Fedua and Green, the ninth and eighth cars behind the wall tonight, joining Jimmy Johnson, Ronnie Hornaday the third, Dick Trickle, Clay Rogers, Brad Teague, Jeffrey Bodine, and A.J. Alser. At the front of the pack, it continues to be Kevin Harvick, showing the way by 1.1 seconds. Greg Biffle rides in second. Good run for Jeff Purvis. He shows in third. Ashton Lewis in fourth. Elton Sawyer in fifth. And uh, right behind them, a pretty good battle from sixth on back, and that's led by Mike McLaughlin in two. Mike McLaughlin trying to hold off the hard-charging machine of Joe Redmond. He'll hold that position as they work their way single file down the backstretch. It's going to be Mike McLaughlin and then Chad Little and then Joe Redmond and right behind them the 33 of Tony Reigns. So Reigns has gone backwards here in the last lap. We continue under the green flag of the Outback Steakhouse 300 at the new Kentucky Speedway in Sparta, Kentucky, located about 30 miles south of Cincinnati, Ohio, where Kevin Harvick leads the inaugural Outback Steakhouse 300 by 2.2 seconds over Greg Biffle, with Jeff Purvis some two seconds back in third. Ashton Lewis is some two seconds back in fourth. And about a second back in fifth as Elton Sawyer, the front five, basically spread out here in the, main, in the mid-stages of this race. Well, we've seen this happen a couple of times over the course of the evening, Mike, where everybody will kind of settle in, seem to get their own little piece of real estate to themselves, and all of a sudden you look up two laps later, somebody slipped a little bit getting off a corner, and it's turned into a dogfight once again. This is not the kind of racetrack where you can afford to get lethargic or relax, even for an instant. Let's go to the garage and Larry Naston. Well, caught up with Kenny Wallace. Kenny, what happened out there? Well... You know, we, we, we had motor problems. I hate it for the gold pumps, guys. You know, as they say on the radio, we had a good day going. But we were one of the guys that got caught on pit road there, you know. Got a lap down or so. But, um, man, was the car fast. Sitting there and running and uh, oil pumps locked up. I want to say thanks to uh, gold pumps and the Dukes Manning's people. We missed the race up in Pocono. I hate it for all them guys. And Barry Dodson and my whole cup team want them to keep their heads up. You gotta keep digging, baby. All right, Kenny Wallace. 
kind of bummed out, but still got a smile on his face. Yeah, bummed out is the understatement. He missed the race tomorrow at Pocono. He's out early. He's getting his fifth DNF of the season, so it's not been a very good weekend for Kenny Wallace. And yet he's still smiling, but then again, when's the last time Herman wasn't smiling? Exactly. <laughs> right now, on the racetrack, one driver who's smiling a whole lot, and that's Kevin Harvick. He will be in Pocono tomorrow, and right now he is dominating this race tonight in Kentucky. Right now leading by 3.1 seconds, the, the advantage gets bigger and bigger and bigger as the race goes on. Uh, Kevin Harvick might as well be in Pocono right now for all the rest of the field knows. Greg Biffle, who looked so strong and has had a great run from 37th to 2nd on the grid, but catching Kevin Harvick and doing something with him have been two entirely different prospects tonight. The NASCAR Weekly Racing Series, featuring nearly 100 of the nation's best short tracks, has begun its 2000 campaign toward crowning a national champion. Drivers in 10 regions around the nation will compete for track and regional honors, as well as the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship, with more than $1 million in point fun awards available. For the name, address, and schedule of the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series track nearest you, contact NASCAR Public Relations, Daytona Beach, Florida, or visit NASCAR.com or America Online keyword, NASCAR. 113 laps on the board, 87 remaining in tonight's Outback Steakhouse 300 at Kentucky. Had three different leaders in this contest. Jay Sauter, who was the pole sitter, gave up the lead to Jeff Green on lap number one. Green led until lap 69. When pit stops gave the top spot to Kevin Harvick, he took over on lap 70 and has not relinquished that lead since. Four caution periods on the evening. Lap 16 for Clay Rogers as he spun and hit the wall in turn number three. Lap 66, Ronnie Hornaday III with a hard crash, head on into the turn two wall. Lap 78, a Christian Elder spin in turn number four brought out the caution flag. Then the most recent stoppage on lap 89, a two-car incident involving Jeff Green and Jimmy Johnson in turn number four. Both of those cars behind the wall, and those crews continue to work on those machines. But at the front of the pack, it continues to be Kevin Harvick. His lead now 3.6 seconds over Greg Biffle. One of those cars behind the wall is Jeffrey Bodine making a return full-time to the NASCAR Bush Series after Tim Fidoa was released from one of the CC Welliver rides. Jeffrey Bodine spent some time with us yesterday, and, you know, he basically admitted, you know, I was in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, stepped back to the NASCAR Bush Series, and he says sometimes you have to take two steps back to go one step forward. Yeah, I'm sure you're thinking, and I know people are thinking, well, it isn't Winston Cup. This is Bush Grand National. You you move backwards. But, you know, sometimes you have to do things like this before you can move ahead again. And I know, there's no doubt in my mind, that I've been left out of some opportunities in Winston Cup because people have doubts that I'm 100% physically and mentally. You know, so they didn't weren't able to, willing to give me a chance. And so now it's, it's up to me to get out here in Bush Grand National and prove that I am 100%. And, you know, maybe the opportunities will come along uh, in Winston Cup later on that I can get back there again. I mean, that's where I want to be. And actually, C.C. Wellover wants to be there. So maybe we can do it together. For those of you that may not know or recollect, Jeffrey Bovedine was involved in a very hard crash in a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race at Daytona some one year and a half ago. Ask Jeffrey what are some of the challenges he's had to deal with over the past 18 months. One of the very hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life is to come back from that those injuries, and but we did, and and you know I really came back too early last year. You know I, I know that now. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. Uh, uh, but we were back, but then things didn't work out, and you know lost lost that opportunity with with Bessie, and uh, then it really got hard. You know having to stay home and. Having, having to watch everything going on. and But actually it was good because it gave me time to heal more 
and right now I know I'm 100%. Well, it's been a very tough weekend for Jeffrey Bodine, losing two cars in practice crashes, running just a handful of laps here today before being forced behind the wall. But I don't know anyone, Mike Bagley, right now that is uh, not deep down inside pulling for Jeffrey Bodine to get some kind of a break and perhaps make his way back to the Winston Cup Series. He will be in this ride for the rest of the 2001 NASCAR Bush Series season, and he's looking at um, at potential situations beyond 2001 into 2002 but right now he's just happy to be inside of a race car and unfortunately his night coming up a bit short finishing in the 30 or actually the 42nd spot no doubt Jeffrey Bodine will bounce back and join the NASCAR Bush Series when it returns to action in two weeks time two weeks from tomorrow at the Milwaukee Mile in Wisconsin 119 laps are on the board, and Kevin Harvick is marching away. I believe he's in Delaware right now. His advantage as he comes across the start-finish line over Greg Biffle has now escalated to 5.3 seconds in the mid-stages of the Outback Steakhouse 300. Although the battle for second starting to tighten up, looks like Jeff Purvis is starting to close in on Greg Biffle. Purvis now has closed in to within about two-tenths of a second. Then it's more than two more seconds back to Ashton Lewis in fourth, and Elton Sawyer fifth. Let's go to Pitt Road. Our pit reporters working on a story there, so an update from Pit Road in a moment. Kevin Harvick brings the field off of turn four, lap 121 is on the board. Off the corner now, the black flag is being shown to Rich Bickle. His, uh, his car showing some damage, some debris coming from it. So Rich Bickle will be black flagged as we have 10 laps to go. Let's drop further back now, pick up the race from what would be Ashton Lewis on back. That's fifth and sixth. Actually, as, qu- as quickly as we start talking about it, it goes away. Lewis felt a challenge from Chad Little last time by across the start-finish line. Little tried to open the inside lane and bypass Lewis, but Lewis pinched him off going into the corner. So for now, Lewis will hold on to the fifth spot, and Chad Little falls in line about three car lengths behind running in the sixth spot. Here they come to the start-finish line. It will be eight laps to go now for Kevin Harvick, and as they hit the stripe, his lead just over four-tenths of a second as he leads them off into one. Ed Greg Biffle trying to close that gap on Kevin Harvick. He'll get within about four car lengths between one and two. They'll race off turn two for the lead. Down the back straightaway, Greg Biffle still about five car lengths back of Kevin Harvick. Harvick nice and smooth into turn number three. He'll race out of turn number four, slide up the banking just a little bit. Off the corner now, the work single file. Kevin Harvick starting to march away from the field. He has eight laps to go in actually now seven laps to go in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Good battle shaping up from seventh on back. Seven, eighth, and ninth nose to tail. Kevin Grubb, Jay Sauter, and Randy LaJoy, seventh through ninth in one. Kevin Grubb trying to hold off Randy LaJoy. LaJoy now will work to the low side of Jay Sauter and try to take over that position and set his sights on Kevin Grubb. LaJoy down to the inside and Sauter on the outside, still side by side as they race into three. Move uh, Randy LaJoy up one position up to the number eight spot and he'll try and close in now on Kevin Grubb who's had kind of a quiet but a very effective day in the Timberwolf Chevrolet. Grubb rides in seventh. LaJoy is eighth. Sauter in ninth as they hit the corner. Sauter right in the rear view mirror over Andy LaJoy but LaJoy now will set his sights on Kevin Grubb. Grubb works his way up the racetrack. Downstairs goes LaJoy. They're side by side down the back stretch. Randy LaJoy making the move as they head into turn number three. LaJoy's got the inside and Grubb going to go ahead and give him that position Move Randy LaJoy up another spot. Here comes LaJoy sweeping to the inside of Kevin Grubb as Grubb's car slides up the racetrack. And LaJoy is gone. Now 
He's got about a second and a half to catch up to Chad Little. Five laps to go for the race leader. Kevin Harvick now five laps away from his second victory of the 2001 season. He's on the backstretch. He's got a couple of slower cars in front of him, and he'll have to deal with those slower cars before he can take home the checkered flag. Gets around the Stedman Marlin car out of four. Clear sailing now off turn four as he moves around the Stedman Marlin machine. The remains of the Jimmy Johnson car not too far ahead, but Kevin Harvick has got some daylight to work with. Nearly seven-tenths of a second now, his lead to one. And Harvick now has got his sights on the Jimmy Johnson machine. He'll work his way around him out at turn number two. He's got about eight car lengths over Greg Biffle, about five more car lengths back to the third-place car of Tony Raines. And Tony Raines is trying to... Pick up another position as he closes in closer on the Granger Ford of Greg Biffle. It's got a ways to go if he wants to get up there and take that spot away from Biffle. Biffle solidly in the second spot. Three laps to go for Kevin Harvick, Greg Biffle, Tony Raines, and now Elton Sawyer, the front four. They've all cleared the lap traffic as the laps continue to wind away. Kevin Harvick working his way out of turn number two. He's just easing that AC Delco Chevrolet around this super speedway. He works his way down the backstretch into turn three. Larger lead each and every time through turn number three for Kevin Harvick. He's just got two laps to go this time by Kevin Harvick. Harvick with clear sailing off turn number four as he will come to the line. Completes lap number 198. So two to go now for Kevin Harvick. That lead continues to grow. It's over a second as they hit turn one. He's down right on the white line in turn one. He'll slide up the racetrack in turn number two, followed by Greg Biffle, Tony Raines, and Elton Sawyer. They work their way down the backstretch. And Tony Raines now not picking up any ground on uh, the Granger Ford of Greg Biffle. Biffle comfortably in second. Both of them chasing Kevin Harvick to the white flag. Kevin Harvick is one and a half miles away from his second win of the 2001 season. White flag is in the air for Kevin Harvick. He has a 1.1 second lead over Greg Biffle back to one. And Kevin Harvick will work his way for the final time through turns one and two. An eight car link lead over Greg Biffle. A five car link lead over Tony Raines. They get the backstretch for the last time tonight. The 200th time he's gone into turn number three and Kevin Harvick clean racetrack in front of him. Nobody behind him. Kevin Harvick out of turn Turn four. Off the fourth corner for the final time. A dominant performance tonight, leading the final 130 laps. His fifth career win, second of the season. Kevin Harvick wins the Outback Steakhouse 300. Greg Biffle comes home in second, third to Tony Raines, Elton Sawyer, and Ashton Lewis Jr., the top five. Kevin Harvick takes the checkered flag. The flashbulbs go wild here in the main straightaway as the flashbulbs begin to take pictures of Kevin Harvick, the victor in the first-ever inaugural NASCAR Bush Series uh, race here at the Kentucky Speedway. Right now, the field works around the racetrack with Biffle, Raines, Sawyer, and Lewis, the top five. Harvick is a winner in Kentucky. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Kevin Harvick has won the Outback Steakhouse 300 at the Kentucky Speedway. Now taking a reverse victory lap counterclockwise, or actually clockwise around the Kentucky Speedway. He's just coming across the start-finish line now, coming from turn one. His hand out the window. Now he steers the AC Delco Chevrolet right at the start-finish line. 
And Lange, well, tries to light him up. Now he gets him going. Turning donuts a victory here as he's victorious in northern Kentucky. Time to make the donuts for Kevin Harvick as 70,000 irate Kentuckians are on their feet <laughs> and letting him hear it. And they have no idea where Kevin Harvick is right now. He has completely lost the AC Delco Chevrolet in a giant cloud of white smoke. Yeah, it looks like we're dusting uh, the old crops here. Now he's going to spin her around again and do one more uh, loop of donuts, laying down clouds so thick you can barely see the car in the smoke. Right now, let's go down to the pit lane and talk to the second place finisher, Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle standing with us here on the pit lane. Greg, did you ever have anything for Kevin Harvick? Um, we needed one more pit stop and we had something for Kevin, yeah. But uh, we just needed one more pit stop. Kevin Harvick comes up short tonight, but he finishes second after starting 37th at the tail of the field. Oh, another solid run tonight for Tony Raines. That team has been coming on strong, and they will leave the Bluegrass State with a third-place finish tonight. Let's hear from him. Well, Tony's pretty happy right now. Tony, a great run, third-place uh, finish for this Alka-Seltzer-Bayer entry. You guys ran so hard, but you had to work to get there. Well, um, the driver messed up qualifying a little bit. We had uh, we, we had a pretty good car down there in uh, practice yesterday and today also, but... Uh, crew did a good job in the pits and uh we stayed out of trouble and they kept making the car a little bit better and we kind of anticipated the track getting tighter so early on we're a little loose there at the end we were uh pretty good i think we we were as good as uh biffle but uh kevin's had a lot of laps testing here and showed up they pretty much put a whooping on us tonight all right that's tony Raines. he finished a very strong third place today and Elton Sawyer comes home in the fourth position, picking up his seventh top ten finish this season. Let's get a word with him. Let's go back to pit road. Solid top five run for Elton Sawyer. Finished fourth. Elton, can you talk about the run at Kentucky tonight? First of all, this is a great facility. Um, we couldn't be more happy for everyone here in Kentucky, NASCAR, uh, for being here. We're really, really honored to be here. I think the fans saw a great race. Our hot tamale starter, um, Ford Tars, was really good. Um, I thought we had something maybe for Tony there at the end, but obviously, um, you know, the two and the 60 were pretty stout. But at the last restart, I didn't get a very good start. But uh, it was a good top five, good effort for everybody, good pit stops, Ricky, and, and everyone did a great job. And um, just a uh, week off and go to Milwaukee. Elton Sawyer comes home fourth tonight in the Outback Steakhouse 300. Well, a badly needed and a hard-earned fifth-place finish for Aston Lewis, Jr. In the top ten just about all night long. He'll bring it home fifth, and i got a feeling that feels a lot like a win. Let's find out down in victory lane. Well, Aston Lewis is very, very happy. Man, he worked, he worked, he fought an ill-handling race car. They got it working well. You, you tell us what you did. I just got to watch. It was awesome. It was just a, a really good run for this unsponsored race car. We... Uh, this team's been so close so many times this year. We ran super uh, Las Vegas into uh just put it together here tonight. I mean, it, it brought tears to my eyes when we were in the run. I'm real emotional for my dad um, to finish fifth. Um, brother's a crew chief, so it's just it's unbelievable. Well, your brother almost started crying after that red flag when you couldn't get it restarted. It's a family affair. It's an unsponsored race team, but I've got to believe, Ashton, with runs like this, the phone is going to be ringing and things are going to happen because you are sure making them happen on the racetrack. There's no doubt in my mind we can run with anybody out here just given the time and the, and the money, you know. These guys we're racing against, we're racing against Richard Childress, we're racing against Jack Roush, and, you know, to race against that kind of resources and to come out here and finish fifth with, the un, with an unsponsored car with a family-run deal, it just shows you how strong this deal really is. Well, Ashton Lewis proved he was no fluke when he came on the scene a year and a half ago in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Ashton Lewis pilots his race car home in the Outback Steakhouse 300. He finishes in the top five in fifth.
And with any luck at all, maybe that will land somebody on the rear quarter panels of that machine. Ashton Lewis with a great job here tonight. He is a good racer. I mean, he's been a racer's racer for a long, long time, and he's doing a fantastic job. Well, it's a happy scene down in Victory Lane. Richard Childress is down there. Two cars in the race. One ended up on its head. The other one ended up at the head of the field. And Jason Toy is downstairs with the winner. Well, it certainly is a wet Victory Lane. Bush beer flying. Grins are uh, on faces everywhere. Kevin Harvick, you bring it home for your second win of the season. You guys had to go to a backup car, and you're able to keep it up front all day. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of an unfortunate deal. But, you know, we put the pressure on Mike Bliss and... and he had to he had to go out and see what he had to do in case I didn't show up for qualifying and if I don't make the race in the top 36 or he doesn't make the race in the top 36 we don't get the we don't get the race since we're in the top 25 in points but uh, AC Delco Monte Carlo was awesome all night long and I just can't say enough for all these guys working their butts off on this backup car. I'm going to say this is one of the last cars that went through the tech inspection here this evening. Wholesale changes after happy hour. What did you guys have to do different to this car? Well, we just had to fine tune that car. I mean. You know, the, the other car, we had it fine-tuned before I left, and, and it was it was probably as good, if not a little better, than this one. But we fine-tuned this car. We changed two springs right there at the end of practice, and thing came alive. Just an awesome day. The only place you may spend more time other than the race car seat this weekend is in the airplane. Does this make it worth it? I think so. I think this is where they all thought they were going to make up ground. But for some reason, this... Uh, this is working out to be a good deal, running twice a weekend, so uh, might have to do it more. <laughs> Kevin Harvick picks up win number five in his career, number two in the season, and he gets it here at the Kentucky Speedway. First place trophy and lots of frequent flyer miles. It's been a good weekend already for Kevin Harvick. As soon as the pictures get done being taken and the champagne's been mopped up, Harvick's going to have to jump on an airplane and fly back to Pocono, Pennsylvania for the Pocono 500 tomorrow. He's uh, no doubt had his hands full, but he comes away victorious. Kevin Harvick has won the Outback Steakhouse 300. Some of the post-race awards being handed out after tonight's Outback Steakhouse 300. The members of the media covering tonight's event have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $250 to Travis Quapple. Quapple getting turned around on the backstretch and sliding three-quarters the length of the back straightaway on his roof. Ended up in turn three, a tough break there for Quapple, making his first-ever NASCAR Bush Series start. The Gatorade Front Runner Award of $2,000 goes to Kevin Harvick. He was the eligible driver leading the most laps in tonight's race. And the Raybestos Brakes Rookie of the Race Award of $1,000 goes to Greg Biffle, who finished second and was the highest-finishing rookie in tonight's race. A festive weekend of racing has just ended at the Kentucky Speedway here in northern Kentucky, just south of Cincinnati. The race fans being treated to a fireworks display now over turn two. And believe it or not, the racing is not over here tonight as we approach 11 o'clock Eastern time. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series is getting set to run their race, and not many of these race fans have left. There were a rabid bunch, I'll tell you. They were here at 11 o'clock this morning. They're still here at 11 o'clock tonight, and they're not done yet. They want more. The Outback Steakhouse 300, just a part of a NASCAR doubleheader. Let's give you the full field rundown now. Kevin Harvick is the winner. Greg Biffle is second. Tony Raines is third. Elton Sawyer fourth. And Ashton Lewis is fifth. Chad Little is sixth. Randy LaJoy is seventh with Kevin Grubb eighth. Jay Sauter ninth. And Jamie McMurray in tenth. Hank Parker Jr. finished 11th. Twelfth was Bobby Hamilton. And Kelly Denton was 13th, the last car on the lead lap. One lap down at 14th, Jason Keller. 15th was Ricky Hendrick. 16th to Mark Green. Scott Weber in 17th, 18th Brad Baker, Larry Foyt in 19th and 20th was Kerry Earnhardt 21st tonight was Marty Houston Shane Hall home 22nd 23rd to David Green, Christian Elder 24th 25th Mike McLaughlin in 26th Stedman Marlin, Rich Bickle 27th, 28th to Travis Quapple 29th Jeff Purvis and Tim Sauter 
in 30th. 31st to Jimmy Johnson. Jeff Green, 32nd tonight. 33rd to David Donahue. 34th, Joe Rutman. And 35th, Phil Parsons. In 36th, it was Kenny Wallace. Tim Fedua, 37th. 38th, Ronnie Hornaday. 39th, Dick Trickle. And 40th to Clay Rogers. Brad Teague, Jeffrey Bodine, and A.J. Alsop. 41st, 42nd, and 43rd tonight in the Outback Steakhouse 300. 14 cars did not reach the finish of the race. That was our attrition rate here in the Outback Steakhouse 300. There were two lead changes among two drivers. Actually, Jay Sauter led the field to the green flag. Jeff Green led laps 1 to 69. Then Kevin Harvick led laps 70 to 200. And there were a total of nine caution flags that slowed the race tonight, including a nine-minute and four-second red flag for the last caution flag when Travis Quapple got turned over on his roof and slid down the backstretch. That happening at lap 183. Dave, your final thoughts tonight. Well, a dominant performance, no doubt about it, for Kevin Harvick. Running the doubleheader weekend here and at Pocono. Took the lead on lap 70 and really never let anybody get close enough to give him any worries the rest of the way. They had plenty of opportunities on restarts, but he definitely had the car to beat here this evening. Don't forget tomorrow, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series will race at the Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania. Motor Racing Network has live coverage of the Pocono 500, 1230 Eastern Time. Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin share the front row there so again join us at 12 30 eastern for the pocono 500 the nascar bush series is off next weekend we will rejoin them at the milwaukee mile in wisconsin on sunday july the 1st the gnc live well 250 sunday july the 1st 1 30 eastern time and with the nascar winston cup series at sears point international raceway out in california our microphones will head to the memphis motorsports park in tennessee one week from today 12 30 eastern time the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Memphis 200. We'll love to see you at the racetrack, but if you can't join us, please do tune in to our live coverage here on MRN Radio. Don't forget, coming up this week, NASCAR Today, daily news and information on NASCAR Racing with Joe Moore. And Tuesday night, Eli Gold takes your telephone calls at 1-800-2-NASCAR, where you can talk to the stars of NASCAR Racing and the world of racing. Daily uh, commentary from NASCAR drivers commenting on issues of the day. I'd like to thank our production assistants tonight, Fred and Nick Bobel of Nashville, Tennessee, and the voices you heard on the broadcast, Kevin O'Neill in turn two, Paul Bartholomew in turn three, Jason Toy, Adam Alexander and Larry Nastin on the pit road and garage areas. For Dave Moody, I'm Mike Bagley congratulating Kevin Harvick. He has won the Outback Steakhouse 200, actually 300 at the Kentucky Speedway. So long, everybody. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Bush Series has come to you from the Kentucky Speedway. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt. National Sales Manager, Steve Harrison. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello and Peter DiGiorgio. Director of Production, Fred Armstrong. Director of Operations, T.G. Aylstock. Chief Engineer, Harry Howard. Broadcast Engineer, Joe Cooley. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.